Hey, welcome to the porch. We're out here every Monday with new episodes, so you can follow, subscribe, or whatever it is you have to do to get a notification so you can join us every week out here. Thanks for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy. I thought I tore my fucking Achilles the other day. What the hell? Let's tell you that. No, that sounds like a fun story. Let's go into that, though. Well, dude, no, like, I woke up, and I don't know what I did, but my, like, Achilles and the side of my, like, like the outside part of my ankle was killing me. And I was like, I've not done anything physical. What is, what is wrong with me? And like, it hurt to walk on or like even move a little bit. And I was like, I didn't, you know, it's not like I've been doing rump flips or anything. Like, I don't, I have no idea. Like, I didn't know if maybe Frank put me in an ankle lock when I was asleep and I just refused to tap or what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's going, what's going on. Oh, Lord. I even messaged Adam and I was like, I think I tore my Achilles. What do I do? Which I didn't actually think I tore my Achilles, but. Right. Uh, and he was like, are you serious? I was like, no, I, did, I don't think I tore it, but it fucking really hurts. <laughs> and he was like, well, we would just splint it anyways if it was tore. And I was like. No, it's not torn. It just hurts really bad, and I don't know why. <laughs> Let's get off the torn subject. If it's not torn. Yeah. That sucks, dude. And also, you just telling that made me realize how, I don't know, I guess different. Not different. What's the word I'm looking for? How uneducated I am about that stuff. Because I recently started trying to run because of the little uh, Robbie and Brent message. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been trying to run, and the first time I went running, I woke up the next day, and like I couldn't have told you what muscles hurt. I was just like, "Yeah, this part of my body doesn't feel good." But the fact that you knew exactly that it was your Achilles <laughs> is kind of—I mean, I know what the Achilles is, but I don't think I've ever once like woken up and been like, "Oh, this specific body part, like this specific muscle, is in pain." <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh yeah, my arm hurts or my leg hurts." <laughs> it's a lower body injury. Yeah. A lower body yeah, I will say though, running, I have mixed emotions on starting to run. I hate it. That's why I don't do it. See, that's that was my thought going into it, but I was like, I really need to lose weight, and you know, I, maybe having these friends that are also running will like motivate me. Like maybe that'll be the motivation that I need. And the first two times I did it, yeah, I was right back in that boat. I was like, this sucks. Running sucks. Why does anyone do this? <laughs> Um, and then, you know, we started using that, it's, I think it's called like the Nike run club or something. We started using that app and on that app, they have like, uh, virtual coaching sessions, I guess is what you'd call it. You, you essentially like, they have different types of runs and you can choose it. Like you can like download it and it has like a virtual coach to try to help you. And I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I'll just pick this, this first one. Like it, it's, it was literally called like my first run, I think. Like baby's first run, <laughs> and uh, it was like it was like a twenty minute run, and I was like, okay, I don't think I've ever ran for twenty minutes consistently in my life, so let's give that a shot. Um, and the reason why I picked it was because, you know, in hindsight, I now realize I misunderstood, but it was like uh, three minute intervals or something is what it said, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's gonna be like run for three minutes, then you'll like have like a little walk period or something. That was my image. Yeah. That's not what it meant. It meant the coach came in three-minute intervals. However, <laughs> I was surprised to find out that I was able to legitimately just run for 20 minutes with no problem. And the reason why was because, and this is going to sound dumb, I have been running incorrectly my whole life. Dude, what? Exactly. So the dude comes in, the coach, the coach comes in the beginning and like gives like a little introduction and uh, after he gives his introduction, he's like, now, I've been talking for about a minute, so you should already be running. He's like, but my question is, how are you running? And I was like, I, uh, fucking one leg in front of the other, brother. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm moving my legs faster than I do yeah. when I walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, and I want to be clear. This, like, I say this a virtual. I wasn't actually having a conversation with this guy. This was a pre-recorded thing. Right. Um, and then he like went on to explain. He's like, what you should be doing right now is, since this is the beginning of the run, He's like, you should not be pushing yourself that hard at all. He's like, this should be very comfortable. You should be breathing comfortably. This is a very slow-paced thing 
for your body to get comfortable with running. He's like, if you just go in at full speed right out the gate, you're not going to make it. And I was like, huh. That actually kind of makes sense, and I feel dumb that I've never know, like never done that. So um, you were just like full out sprinting? Not full out sprinting, but like, <laughs> I mean, like, so you know, I have you the image of like just took off. <laughs> I mean, not took off, but you know, I don't know. Like, I always had not. I don't want to say this image, but like, there's walking, you know, fast walking, jogging, running, sprinting, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the understanding and for me it's like i'm not going on a jog so why would i jog i'm going on a run so i need to run it needs to be faster than a jog i got you but in reality it's like no when you start you can start with like a jog just to kind of get your body ready and like Mm -hmm. as you continue to go you can pick up the pace or whatnot and uh yeah so that was kind of always my problem was i was always like running so not sprinting but not jogging i was running at a decent pace and then I was getting like burned out within like the first two minutes because my body was like, whoa, what the hell just happened? We were walking and now we're running? What? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so long story short, this guy was like just gradually coaching and was like coming in every so often of like, hey, how you feeling? Like, you know, make sure you have your breath. Like your breathing is the most important thing. Like this is a mental game. You want to, you know, don't let the run control you. Control the run. Like, I don't know. Stuff that probably sounds dumb, but in that moment when I was like trying to learn how to do this correctly, it was super beneficial and it was super effective. And long story short, I didn't run a super long distance, but I ran for 20 minutes nonstop. And I was very proud of myself for that. So that's my subtle brag. There you go. Yeah. Haven't ran since then, but you know, that's whatever. (laughs) Got one down. So, you know, yeah, one down a million to go. It's fine. But, uh, I, I mean, I would, I, I I messaged Robbie and Brent after that, and I was like, "Hey, I don't know if you guys use that virtual coach, but it's very beneficial to me." So, if anyone is trying to get motivated for running, or I don't know, just it's a really cool app. I would recommend that app. Um, it's kind of cool how it charts where you ran, how far you ran. It, it like tells you your pace and whatnot. I don't know. It's it's got a lot of information. Whether you're an experienced runner or not, this isn't an advertisement as much as it sounds like one, um, <laughs> but. I don't know. It's a neat little app. Yeah. I've been trying to lose weight. It's hard, man. Yeah. I've just been eating less. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing, right? Those like, there's so many different ways. Obviously some ways are better than others, but it's like, realistically do whatever works for you in terms of losing weight. Like, yeah. Like Sai right now, she's been doing like intermittent fasting and whatnot. And I had a mm-hmm. couple friends, they recently moved back to America from Japan, um, but they were doing intermittent fasting. And then, the, like, they started with intermittent fasting, and then they progressed to, like, just counting their calories and stuff and, like, working out, whether it be mm-hmm. a run, going to the gym or whatever. But, like, they started with that and progressed their way to uh, going, like, exercising and counting their calories. And it's worked wonders for them. It's It's been incredible for them. But uh, yeah. it, it's just wild. Like, everyone everyone has a different method that works. Yeah, I've just, like, I've actually lost, like, six or seven pounds. Oh, um, yeah, dude. And I've just been, like, eating less. Um, mm. Like, I don't know. And I, I don't ever really drink pop. Like, I'll drink, you know, Coke or yeah. Mountain Dew or something we, every now and then. So we talked about that last time. Yeah, but, like, just eating less and, like, I don't know. I Like, I used to just eat, like, until I was miserable. I still do that sometimes, but yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, just portion yeah. control kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's I mean, that's, so. that's been my big problem for my whole life. I mean, uh, that just comes, I don't want to blame it on my, my upbringing, but that's just how my family is. Like we, we eat much larger. We all know we do. We eat portions mm-hmm. sizes way bigger than we should. And I've, you know, struggled with it my whole life to try to reduce my portion sizes. And it's always, I think it's going to be an ongoing battle throughout my whole life. But, um, you know, yeah. as, as my dad says with like weight loss, the, the, the struggle with weight loss is, I mean, obviously, yes, getting started is a big problem, but the thing is like, it's an ongoing battle. You know what I mean? Like it's never, you never really stop. 
Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like once you get to your comfort, like your ideal weight or whatever, it's like, all right, now you have to maintain that. You can't just go back to what you were doing. (laughs) Yeah. You can't just stop me. "Ah, I made it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, and I mean, obviously weight, weight control is something that like everyone battles with and whatnot, but it's just, it's wild. It's just a wild thing of like, yep, I got to do this my whole life. Yeah. So, I just I love know. food, dude. Like, I, like you're I'm telling stupid. me, bro. Like everybody, everybody's like, you know, well, yeah, everybody loves food. You know what I mean? But no, like, I don't yeah. know. There's something in my brain that when I eat, I'm just like, I just feel so good. I don't. <laughs> I'm sure there's yeah, like a psychological yeah. thing Absolutely. that goes along with that. But like, I'm gonna blame my my family genes on that one because they all <laughs> love to eat as well, and it's like. Like I'm bored, I'll eat. You know, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm irritated or upset about something, I'll eat. Just it's like yeah. comfort food, but all the time. You know what I mean? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and that's the. I mean, I'm not at this point, and I don't know if I ever want to be at this point. But I was a. There's a dude who I occasionally watch on YouTube, but he uh, he was a very large gentleman. His name's Boogie Two Nine Eight. 299, uh, 2988, I don't remember what it is. Um, I, he's fairly popular on YouTube, but he was like a huge dude. Um, and he had like the, uh, like the, a surgery, uh, what's it called? Uh, you know what I mean? Like to, to make, to, it like makes your stomach smaller essentially to where he would eat less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, um, I can't but he remember like, exactly what yeah. that's called. But he like documented like the, the process to it and the journey. He's like, this isn't like, He's like, I couldn't just go in and be like, hey, I want this surgery. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll do it. He's like, I've had to, like, go to therapy to, like, get my headspace in the right spot. Because, like, after I have this surgery, if I try to eat how I've been eating, it'll just totally wreck me. Um, So, I mean, I'm not going to tell his whole story. Uh, It's all on YouTube if you'd want to watch it. But he, he got to a point where, like, after the surgery, you know, he's had to, like, exercise and, like, you know, watch what he eats and whatnot. Um, he's like a big thing I've had to establish that my therapist has helped me with is that like, you know, yes, food tastes delicious, but if you look at food as essentially just like fuel for an engine, so your body's the engine and like food is that gasoline or like whatever that engine needs to run. Um, he's like, if you look at it like that, then, you know, you don't long, you no longer worry about like eating this food that gives you like a mental orgasm because it's so good. He's like, you're eating food that will give you the energy you need to do the activities that you need. Um, he's like, and that's been a big hurdle for me of, of like no longer eating food that's delicious because it makes me feel good, but eating the correct food because it gives my body the energy that it needs to go about my day. And I was like, dude, I mean, good for you that you're making that life choice and you can do that. But like, I never want to get to a point where I don't want to eat delicious food. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Food is just, like you were saying, food is so good. And I I want to eat delicious food. And as I've said maybe before on this podcast, I remember, but like, if God didn't want you to eat unhealthy food, why did he make it so delicious? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's the point? What's the point? And I don't know. You only get one... You only get one trip around this big old blue ball that we're on, and like you might as well enjoy it a little bit. I don't think your life should be miserable, which you know some people who are actively seeking fitness aren't miserable, but I don't know. I just I want to enjoy my life, man, and if that means eating a hostess little Debbie cake every once in a while, then I'm gonna do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my another hard thing like about losing weight is like. Yeah, I'd like to lose weight, obviously. I feel like everybody thinks that way. You know, like, yeah, I could afford to lose a few pounds or whatever. Most everybody, I guess there's some people that are, like, super skinny and they're always like, oh, I can't put on weight. And to those people, I say, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, yeah, the the hardest thing about it is, like, I don't have – a reason to lose weight you know what i mean like i'm not in a sport anymore it's not like i'm healthy you know like 
I don't know. My numbers are good. It's not like I have high blood pressure or anything right. like that. So like I have no like incentive to like get in shape or lose right. weight, which makes right. it even harder. Cause I'm like, eh, what's the point? You know? And then I'm yeah. sure, you know, when I'm like 50 and have high blood pressure and diabetes and <laughs> shit, shit like that, I'm going to look back on past Macaulay and be like, you son of a bitch. But <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. But I don't know. That's just another thing that makes it hard. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's something that everyone puts up with. Yeah. And I'm a big, like, like, I love to, like, snack. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just go in my fridge and eat pieces of cheese. Yeah. Like, you know, or, like, shredded cheese yeah. or, like, yeah, yeah. grab a piece of ham or something or. Yeah. Well, like, and I, again. I try to, I try to put, like, healthy snacks, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, well, when I snack, I'm at least eating healthy, but doesn't always work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like I said, I don't mean to. I don't mean for us to fall back on our upbringings or whatever. But I just feel like we both come from families, and I think most people from where we're from come from families where it's just like food is just like a staple. Like it's a part of. Mm-hmm. Like I never, we never have a family gathering that doesn't have an excess of food. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's just how, that's literally how I've lived my whole life of like, oh, we're meeting together for Labor Day weekend. Okay, there's going to be 13 different plates of food that you can choose. Yeah. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just always a, a surplus. And I don't know, I, I like that because, it you know, it shows the, you know, how close my family is and that we all, I don't know, we spend time together regularly and like we have those bonding moments. But at the same time, yeah, it's like, for me... Kind of like you were saying, I don't want to say like happiness is tied to food, but like those joyful moments are, are tied to like delicious food. And like, I don't know, it's just, eh, it's just part of it. It is what it is. Yeah, for sure. I don't, and I don't know if that's just like a Midwest thing or just an American thing or what, but yeah, like any, any holiday or any get together or anything, there's always just hella food. Yeah. I feel like it's probably a Midwest and South thing. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know, I'm sure there's families that do it everywhere, you know what I mean? But I think that's a very strong image in the the Midwest coast and the South of, like, right. these big family gatherings with a bunch of food. Yeah. I had a thought the other day. Oh. Being a food. That's, that's rare yeah. for you to have a thought. And snacks. Yeah, it was weird. I usually am just in this... <laughs> state of nothingness when i'm not you know actively <laughs> doing something but a, a thought popped into my head um because yeah. i was because i was getting a snack actually you and said, what the uh, hell is this a thought yeah the little light bulb popped up and everything <laughs> i said what the hell <laughs> but, uh, is a peanut butter and jelly the best sandwich of all time dude I, I'm going to go, oh, it's so funny that you say this. I have a story that connects to this. Um, I would say yes. I would say hands down a peanut butter jelly sandwich is the best sandwich of all time. And I, I, I mean, I'm willing to, we can, we can have this debate. We can, we can talk about it and propose other ideas. But before we do that, the reason why I laugh and the reason why it's funny to me. Um, do you remember a while back when I was big on this kick of like just doing random drafts of things because of those, uh, those guys I found on YouTube that like drafted the alphabet and like drafted the best states and whatnot. Yeah. So one of my friends here, uh, his name's Dave. He's from Ohio. He's he's a great guy. Uh, he also likes those YouTubers. And so I was telling him about it, and he was like, "Dude, we should uh, like I don't know. We just talked about it." And I was like, "Well, let's let's draft some stuff. Let's let's do it." So we like spent a day while we were hanging out with some other friends, just like drafting random things. And one of our other friends joined in, and we finally got to the topic of drafting sandwiches. And, uh, you know, we said some some good sandwiches. I think BLT was mentioned, uh, like grilled cheese. And, like, we were, we were saying all of these sandwiches. And literally the moment it was done, one of us, I think it was Dave, he was like, did anybody say peanut butter and jelly? And we all just had this moment of, like, how the fuck did we forget peanut butter and jelly <laughs> in this draft of the top sandwiches? Um. But yeah, I, I, dude, it, I've told you before, I have never once in my life had a bad peanut butter and jelly sandwich. 
Never, ever in my entire life. I mean, it's just, I don't know if it's because the simplicity of it or just the, you know, the salty and sweet of the, the peanut butter and the gel. Like, dude, it's, it's just the best sandwich. It's so good. And, like, I'm not saying, like, you know, people get, like, sandwiches for, like, lunch or, like, dinner, you know yeah. what I mean? Or, like, not, not like, those. not, not, yeah. not put in that category, like, best, you know, burger or, like, hoagie or anything like that. I'm talking about right. just, like, you need, like, a little snack, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You can't beat it. Like, it's you just. You can't go wrong with it. It slaps every single time. Well, and I think I think another reason why it's such a good sandwich is, uh, sorry, I had a little burp there. Um, you know, obviously when you hear peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I think a lot of us go back to like your childhood days because it's probably something you ate for lunch. Every day. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I think back to that and it's like, dude, the fact that like, I don't know. There's no temperature climate for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's something that you have to, you know, like a ham sandwich or whatever. Ham sandwiches, I guess you can do hot or cold. But, like, my point is, like, you don't have to worry about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich going bad, really. Like, it's, yeah, you know, if you made it early in the morning and you don't get to eat it until, like, 4 in the afternoon, it's still going to be fine. Whereas if you had, like, a... the same quality, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas, like, if you had a ham sandwich with, like, mayonnaise on it, you're probably not going to want to eat that if you made it in the morning and it's just like sitting in a hot bag until four in the afternoon. You probably don't want to eat that ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is uh, it's so, so good. Here's a little tip for anybody, though, if you still make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I learned this from my mom, and maybe it's common knowledge, but it's very effective. You ever remember, like, I don't know, maybe this happened to you as a child. You have a peanut butter jelly sandwich, and you, you're eating it for lunch after it was made in the morning by, I, I'm going to assume, your mother. And then you get to lunch, and some of the bread is all, like, soggy because the jelly, like, seeps through. Mm-hmm. The secret to prevent that is you put peanut butter on both slices of bread, and then you put the jelly on, and the jelly never seeps through because there's a little peanut butter barrier protecting it. That is... The single most genius thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I know, right? I mean, it's it's perfect. It's foolproof. It's the greatest thing ever. I remember distinctly asking my mom one time. I was like, why are you putting peanut butter on both? Isn't that too much peanut butter? And she's like, no, you stupid. So the jelly doesn't seek through. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, she needs to do like a fucking TED talk on that or something. Dude, I, that's I tell you incredible. what. <laughs> Susie Q is one of the smartest people in the kitchen you're ever going to meet. She she knows what she is doing. I believe it. Is, she is she's Wonder Woman in the kitchen. I mean, she's Wonder Woman all around, but like some of the stuff oh, she good, pulls off when she's good cooking. Good save there. Good save. Insane. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, she... I don't know. My mom is very smart when it comes to, to little things like that. God love her. So yeah, if you're ever making a, if you're ever making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I mean, even if you're gonna eat it right away, I highly recommend peanut butter on both pieces of bread. It's just it's incredible. You like creamy or crunchy? Oh, dude, don't even. I can eat both, but. At the end of the day, I prefer creamy over crunchy. Hey, man. And I'm, I, I'm right there with it. I mean, I think a big part of that is just because that was what as what my family bought growing up. Mm-hmm. Whether whether that be because, you know, it's what my mom likes, what my dad, I don't know. Maybe when I was a kid, I refused to eat crunchy. I don't know. Um, but just always growing up eating creamy, eating creamy peanut butter, it's just... Uh, where it's at. I don't know. For me, it's like if I want the crunch, I'll just eat peanuts, you know? Like <laughs> I, I don't know. Again, not that there's like, necessarily Yeah. I don't know. Go ahead. I like crunchy, you know. Every now and then switch it up. I'm not anti crunchy or anything, but mm-hmm. I I prefer creamy. Yeah. And I always I put mean, a shit ton of peanut butter. Yeah. On my 
PB and J's. Yeah, I think I think that's what it comes down to me for is that like a lot of I don't know. I have a hard time spreading crunchy peanut butter on like a sandwich. And creamies for me, it's just easier. So like, I don't know. I, I prefer that, I guess. Um, we've been eating a lot more crunchy peanut butter here just because it's easier to find crunchy peanut butter in Japan than it is to find creamy. But we won't. We don't need to go down that rabbit hill. Rabbit hill? Yeah. Rabbit hole. What is wrong with me today? <laughs> rabbit hill, dude. You see them everywhere. Yeah. Those <laughs> rabbits in their damn hills. <laughs> What about what about your bread? You go you go crust, no crust, white wheat. Um, when you say you mean, do I cut the crust off? Is that what you mean, or do I specifically only eat the crust? Do you make a sandwich just with the crust? Ease <laughs> <laughs> the heels. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't have a problem with crust. I mean, growing up, I had a problem with the heels. Because I think most kids do. But once my mom was like, it's literally the same thing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I still don't like the heels. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'll eat them if I have to, but... Grow the fuck I prefer out. not. I, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. Um, no, yeah, so I, I don't have a problem with crust. When I make a sandwich, I usually keep the crust on. Um, as for white or wheat bread, that depends the sandwich for me. Um, if I'm doing peanut butter and jelly, it has to be white bread. There's no way. I would never do a peanut butter and jelly on wheat bread. That's just sacrilegious if you ask me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. For me, peanut butter and jelly has to be on white bread. Um, however, you know, like a nice deli sandwich, like a turkey, a turkey sandwich or a ham sandwich or something, I could throw, throw that bad boy on a wheat sandwich and have a field day. Um, so yeah, the choice of bread depends on the sandwich in my opinion, but, uh, if okay. I just go to the store and I'm looking to buy bread, I will most likely buy white bread over wheat bread. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I prefer white bread over wheat, but like I'll eat wheat bread. That's like all Olivia buys is wheat bread. So I just kind of yeah. gotta live with it, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Bread's so good. Bread really is good. And, like, I didn't realize, this is going to sound kind of dumb probably, but, like, you know, obviously in Japan and other Asian countries, uh, rice is the big thing. Like, obviously they have bread here, um, but rice is the bigger grain, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. And I like rice. I don't have a problem with rice. I can eat rice as regularly as I do here in Japan. But um, I didn't realize, like, how much I actually ate bread. Until I started buying, because like here in Japan, here in my part of Japan, I don't want to speak for all, the whole country because I don't know about the bigger cities. Here in my part of Japan, the biggest, like, it's not a loaf of bread when you buy bread. You buy like sliced bread, which I mean, I get that, I get that it's already sliced in America, but like, you, you know, it's a loaf. You're, you're talking 20 to 25 pieces of bread in that son of a gun. And in Japan, when you buy it, there's no heels. It's just 10 slices of bread. That's the biggest I've seen in my area. 10 slices. But usually, there's only like three of those, and they're sold out by the time I go to the store. So usually the most I can buy is six slices of bread. Dude, that's gone in like a day. I was going to say, that's, that's a single setting. Like I, Yeah. And I didn't realize that, like I said, until... I had to start buying it, and I would buy, you know, this six slices of bread, and it's like, dude, this is not enough bread. <laughs> I eat two Bullshit. sandwiches at bare minimum if I'm going to eat a sandwich. You know, yeah. you always make yeah. two. Yeah. So that's four pieces of bread right there. Or even breakfast. If I make toast in the breakfast, two pieces of toast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Has to. I'm not going to eat one piece of toast. That's silly. Yeah, what are you, psycho? Exactly. So... What are you, I don't know, what, man. you trying I just, to watch your weight or something? Like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, so yeah, dude, I don't know. Just uh, bread really is so good, and I didn't realize how much of a staple it is uh, in my cuisine until I was limited on how many freaking slices I could get. <laughs> and I know what you're I'm thinking, so people listening. Hold on, I know what you're thinking. 
Oh, Cameron, why don't you just buy more than one of the, like, why don't you just buy a couple bags of the six slices? Well, listener, the reason why I don't do that is because the expiration dates on these breads are so quick. Like, you have to eat them in, like, two days or else they go bad. It's insane. I don't know what else you're thinking. Cameron, why don't you freeze the bread? You could just freeze it and then use it when you want. I'm not freezing my bread. It's yeah, 2021. I shouldn't have to freeze my bread. <laughs> I should be able to buy a loaf of 20 slices of bread that lasts for at least a week and a half to two weeks and be good. Dude, you could run for president off that platform. I, I, would, I would hope <laughs> No so. more freezing bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cameron, and I approve this message. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, I saw a commercial for, like, these, it was a bread company, I can't remember what it was, but, like, these people, it showed, like, the people in the factory, like, making the bread and stuff, mm -hmm. and the only thing I could think about was, how dope would it be to work in a bread factory? Like, yeah, that that would smell so good all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. You're absolutely right. Have you ever made your own bread? Uh, myself, no. Olivia's done it, and it's always very good. But I'm saying my mom's done it, but I was I was saying I don't think I have. But yeah, dude, you're right. There's there are a few smells better than fresh bread. It's so good. It's like when you walk we in the subway and you smell that bread. Yeah. Oh. yeah. We talked we talked a while back about like the first person to eat a vegetable or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whoever whoever was the first person to figure out how to make fucking bread, kiss on the lips for them. That is incredible. <laughs> how do you figure that shit out? I don't know. <laughs> I do not know, but I want to shake their hand and kiss them on the lips. <laughs> if I had a time machine, I'd go back in time and find that person and kiss them right on the mouth. Yeah. As and then then I'd come back to my current time. That's it. That's the only thing yeah. I would do. That's all, all you got to do. Speaking of bread, bread-related products, and now I'm really craving one of these, and I can't get one because they don't exist here. Freaking pretzels. Those are right up. I mean, I, I get that it's bread, but, like, the person that came up with pretzels, genius. I feel like that was probably an accident. I think it was. If I remember, I want to say... Oh man, I'm having like I just unlocked like you ever I don't know this I'm this is a little bit of a tangent. What? <laughs> I'm having an episode, dude. Relax. Are you okay? Uh, I'm all right. Have you ever like been in a conversation and just like an like a part of your brain, like a memory in your brain, just opens up and you're just flooded with all these memories? You got that galaxy brain right now. I dude, yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> I just got hit with like this vivid imagery of elementary school where we would have like a pretzel day, not like the office, a different thing. But we were like told this story of how pretzels were invented, and then we would all just spend the day making our own pretzels. And like I haven't thought about that in I don't know how long. <laughs> but it, it just all just came flooding back to me right now. That sounds incredible. Uh yeah, it was. But I do there. There ain't many things better than a soft pretzel. That might be like one of my favorite. Like you go to a ballpark or something. I know like hot dogs and all that stuff. But I tell you what, getting you a nice pretzel, hard to beat. Mm -hmm. Some cheese. Yeah. Do you ever you ever eat a pretzel with mustard? Oh, like every day. Okay. I don't know if that Not was just like day, a weird but... thing that I did. <laughs> No, dude, get some, like, spicy mustard, spicy brown yes. mustard with a soft yes. pretzel. Oh, yes. fuck me up. I also love how the beginning of this episode started with talking about, like, trying to be healthy and, like, exercising. And now we're just like, <laughs> yes, pretzels, peanut butter and jelly. You're just, <laughs> oh, just injected into my veins, baby. <laughs> it's a circle of life, eh? You're, you're damn right. <laughs> um. Dude, I don't know. I I definitely miss the old like. I just want like an American barbecue so bad. Just like burgers, brats, hot dogs, mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. I miss it. Yeah. I miss it bad. You can't beat a good hot dog, dude. It's you. 
It's so good. It's just throw some well, mustard and ketchup on that thing. That's all you need. Getting me moist right now. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of that, like speaking of hot dogs and and bread, actually, uh, obviously we have to mention corn dogs, another incredible invention. Oh, top tier. But on that note, the thing that drives me freaking up a wall. So in Japan, they have their version of a corn dog. And I say their version because they obviously saw it in America. So the Japanese word for corn dog is essentially just American dog. I'm not going to say it in Japanese because it sounds the exact same. Um, so they call it an American dog, which, by the way, just sounds delicious. American dog? Yeah. I, that sounds like a great treat. Um, the problem is, and I don't know if this person actually ate a corn dog in America when they brought it back to Japan. It's not made with like cornmeal, like a cornbread. It's just, it's like a pancake mix. So when you buy a corn dog, or what looks like a corn dog in Japan, you're actually just buying a hot dog wrapped in a pancake. And I know what you're thinking. Cameron, that doesn't sound that bad. It's not that sounds bad. Sounds awesome. But yeah, it's it's not terrible, but it's not a corn dog. I don't know why it's not the same level, but it's not the same level. I don't know if it's because the sweetness of the breading. I mean, because I mean, keep in mind, you're still giving it like it's a, a corn dog, so you put ketchup and mustard on it. So imagine eating a pancake with ketchup and mustard. I wouldn't have. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're you're a psychopath. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> um, again, it's not terrible, but like I don't know. If you're wanting a corn dog, it is not a corn dog. I like how you said like he brought it over from America, like it was a part of the <laughs> fucking triangle trade or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> brought it over. Brought over your corn dog. <laughs> I took some silk over to America and came back with this box of corn dogs. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, every time, okay, we're gonna. We're, this will be getting off the food bit, but every time I hear the word corn dog, I can't help but think of just Bill Engvall and his dorkfish comedy bit. I don't it's know like if you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. What dang corn dog do in the middle of the ocean? <laughs> Dude, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour is one of the funniest things to come out of, like, recent comedy. And I don't actually mean... I mean, yes, there are bits that are funny, but, like... Dude, the fact the Blue Collar Comedy Tour existed is just the funniest thing to me. Yeah. We talked like, about that before, actually. Not on the podcast, have we? Yeah, we definitely did. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just the funniest thing. One. It's just so funny to me, this idea of having punchlines just set out for you already, and everyone knows the punchline, and you're still getting paid millions of dollars because that's all anyone wants to hear. Yep. So funny. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, we've uh, definitely talked about that before. Yeah. I just, I didn't think it was on the porch, so. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of so hard good. to separate the porch from real life sometimes. Hey, dude, art imitates life or some shit. I don't know. I think Socrates said that, didn't he? Um, it's pronounced Socrates, and I think so. Socrates. I apologize. <laughs> it's not how it's. I'm pretty sure that's from Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, great movies. Yeah. Have you seen the newest one? The what's it called? Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Did you ever watch that? I did not. Gotta say, it's pretty good. I mean, really? I it's it's kind of like when we were talking about basketball the other day. Mm-hmm. It's it's not an award winning film by any stretch of the imagination, but like, I feel like it does what it's supposed to do. I feel like it it's hard it for. Yeah, it's hard for any Bill and Ted movie to be better than the original Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Because even, to me, Bogus Journey isn't as good as Excellent Adventure. Yeah, it wasn't that great. But it, yeah, it definitely knows what it is. It's it's a movie that is kind of just, you know, it's being made to close the Bill and Ted story, essentially. You know what I mean? 
I thought it was I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I'll have to watch it and let you know. I love I love the Bill and Ted series. Excellent Adventure is just Chef's kiss of a movie. <laughs> but yeah, dude, time travel's wicked. I, I don't mean, even I, really understand it. I I distinctly remember being taught about it by Mr. Curtis in high school. Yep. Um, and he used that movie to introduce it. Well, I, and there's like different theories and stuff. Yeah. There's millions of theories, but I, I genuinely think, I don't know. I would like to think that if time travel is possible, it would have to be the way Bill and Ted does it. Like the string theory, I believe is what it's called, where there's just this linear line of your life or well of time. And like, essentially if you went back in time, you're like jumping back to that old version of you. So for that to work, you have to like leave a note to where you constantly continue that cycle. Cause if you didn't do that, it would just ruin everything. Yeah, like there's carbon copies of you being made like every Essentially, half, yeah. half second or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I also, the reason why I like that idea is because um, I'm pretty sure Mr. Curtis said this as well. Essentially, if that is the case, you can just tell yourself right now in this moment of time, okay, if time travel is real, come back. And when you don't see yourself, you know that time travel is not real yet. So there you go. <laughs> And that's, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's possible, but I mean, something cool to I, think about. It is something cool to think about. I'm, I'm sure, maybe way, way down the line. I don't know. You never know how technology is going to be. I'm sure it's something that'll eventually exist, but I don't think it's going to be. I'll put it this way: I don't think a future version of myself will have the possibility of coming back to see me to prove oh, that no it's way. real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um. I don't know. It just comes, it kind of goes back to, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those big things in the world that humans don't fully understand, but we want to under, like, you know what I mean? We want to have a grasp on it. And that's why time travel is so cool because it's like, what if we did have a grasp on it? We could do this. Um, but that's not the case. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like if it was possible, then we would already have evidence of that because yeah, you know, if if we ourselves right now are not the and if like we're just like in the middle of a string or whatever, then someone yeah. along the string, you know, farther in the future than us would have found it by now and would have come back and we'd have evidence of it, but we don't. Exactly. That's that's my point of like you know. That's the beauty in the string theory to where it's like, if that's the case, then let's see it. You know what I mean? And there's no legitimate evidence. There's some conspiracy theories of evidence, but yeah, we don't need to go down a conspiracy theory rabbit hole. <laughs> there's Maybe a lot of that. Them. Save that for another pod. Yeah. Another episode, S perhaps. Speaking of time, though, um, I mean, I think it already happened in America. But daylight savings time, that's a thing that exists that is interesting to me because Japan doesn't do it. Japan's just like, no. Nah. Well, I don't think just Japan. I think a lot of countries are just like, no, yeah, time time just keeps ticking. We don't need to jump back an hour and whatnot. Yeah, it's always weird. I think it's, it's in November is when it like switches oh. back. I want to say, isn't it like for the farmers or something? Isn't that where it came from? Actually, I think Benjamin Franklin was the first person to come up with it. I don't know. Was he a farmer? I don't know. Benjamin Franklin was a lot of things. <laughs> he was so, a lot of things. Maybe. I don't know. He was a damn womanizer, too. Cancel him. Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> That's why I don't have $100 bills. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, those are gross. He's misogynistic. Yeah. Get him away from me. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly why. That's the sole reason. Yeah. Uh, time, Time's just trippy. If I remember correctly, sorry, coming back to Japan real quick. 
I want to say, so Japan only has one time zone. Japan, like Japanese Standard Time, I think is what it's called, or Japan Standard Time, one of the two. Um, and if I remember correctly, one of my teachers the other day that I work with, uh, like during the lesson, because we were doing a lesson about time in English, um, and she was like, actually, Hokkaido, like the most nor- most northern island of Japan, is actually supposed to be like an hour behind everyone with where they're like st- like placed on the, the world map. Um, but Japan as a country was just like, nah, that's too difficult. They're just going to be on the same time as us. <laughs> so, so I always just thought that was funny that like, nah, nah, we don't like that. We're just going to all be on the same time zone. <laughs> I'm like, ah, fuck that. That's too much to track and deal with. Yeah. Just, just be on the same time. Meanwhile, America's over there with like five different time zones. Yeah. <laughs> We're just juggling. We're like, Indiana has like two time zones within the same state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's wild, man. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy how that all works. And even now, a little behind the scenes of the porch recording. You know, it's technically Saturday for me, and well, I mean, I guess it's probably Saturday for you, Saturday at like one a.m. for you or whatever. But you know, Saturday for thirteen minutes. Yeah, the fact that we usually do this literally on two separate days, like I'm, I'm recording on Saturday, you're recording on Friday. It's trippy, dude. Time's trippy. Takes us two days to record this podcast, (laughs) so you guys better (laughs) fucking appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, nah, I, I mean, like oh, we've said before, if even just one person listens to this, I'm incredibly grateful. I just like to talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been told my whole life I'm a chatterbox, so it's like I might as well use it for something, I guess. Right, yeah. I always I liked being told that as a kid. It's like, man, you're a real chatty Kathy. You're a real chatterbox. It's like, what do you want me to do? Just be quiet? Like, what? what, what am I supposed to do? Right. Okay, I'll just go sit in the corner and not say anything. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry. Sorry that I bothered you with my friendship. I don't know. <laughs> God gave you a voice. Use it. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I don't know, it's a weird thing to me because it's like, I don't know, if I didn't talk, I would be considered like shy and whatnot and get ridiculed for being shy. But it's like, now I talk too much. I'm being ridiculed for talking too much. What the hell is this? Can't How win. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> So that reminds me of something I was thinking about. Um, we might have talked about it before, n- not on the porch, but like for people that are quiet and stuff. Like, what if we like wore our like thoughts like on our skin? Dude, I would be in a lot of trouble <laughs> because I remember this is it's kind of related, but I, I remember. Um, you remember Dexter's Laboratory? Dude, yes. Slap of a show. So, somehow I stumbled across... I think it's on HBO, actually. Because I was just, like, looking through the shows and stuff. And I saw that it was on there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. And it always, it, like, took me back to an episode, I remember, where, like... I don't know what he did. He did something, but, like, he... When he thought something... It like projected, like people could hear his thoughts. And I remember being little and being like, oh my God, what if that, ha- what if that's happened to me and everybody can hear him? Like my thoughts, they just don't say anything to me because like I have some kind of disorder that they're, you know, <laughs> like it's like yeah, not that acknowledging. Would be, <laughs> and, that would be wild. And that like got me to thinking like, well, what if it, what if like words just like popped up like on my forehead? Like, you know, somebody's talking to me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I get it. And then on my forehead just pops up like, wow, I wish you'd shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) That could Uh, get people into a lot of trouble, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. It'd be interesting, though. I mean, yeah, because, like, you, I mean, I don't know. That'd be super interesting. Because it's like, does it go away? Is it on your body permanently? And, I'd say it goes away. I mean, yeah, it would have to, I'd imagine. And, like, on top of that, you know, like, where would it pop up? You know what I mean? Like, if I was having a conversation with somebody, it popped up on the back of my calf. 
that's not too much of a problem. But like you said, pops up on the middle of my forehead, then probably not going <laughs> to go over well. Yeah. I feel like people would just abuse that, though, how, you know, how lazy we are. Like, we wouldn't even, like, have actual yeah, conversations just, with people. We'd just yeah. think it, and then we'd read each other's fucking face. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't imagine how. Could you, oh, Lord. Yeah, that, talk about a galaxy brain opening up. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. Uh, that's, yeah. Man. It's the stuff that like, runs through my head all the time. Yeah, I'm over here thinking about the first person to eat vegetables, and you're over here thinking about like a whole new society. Yep. <laughs> Holy cow! That's I can't even. That'd be wild. Yeah, yeah no, no one talks. You just use it like that, huh? And eventually, I mean, we'd lose the ability to speak because people wouldn't use their voice boxes, and so we'd all be a mute. It'd be like a mute society. And then you're writing like the next that... sci-fi film right now. <laughs> well, then what would happen to the people that can't read? Shoo! They'd be that fucked. Crazy. Yeah. They they turn into like wild animals, and then they would start like communicating by grunt, which would eventually form a new language. I think you just described like the world de-evolutionizing back to a caveman and just restarting. That's the movie right there. We figured it out. <laughs> Society that's, just goes back. That's copyrighted. Nobody steal that. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a trippy thing to think about though, like for real. Just all your all your thoughts appeared on your body. And then like you said, as a result, we just didn't talk and huh. I've never thought of anything like that. Like, that's... Uh, that's wild. Yeah, dude. That's why... People wonder why, like, I can't fall asleep at night. Because <laughs> I got shit like that just popping into my head. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Hmm. I can't even... I mean, on top of, like... You know, naturally my brain went to you know, me living in a foreign country, it's like, I'd be screwed. Because, like, yeah, yeah I, I can kind of speak the language, but if I was dependent on purely reading it, there's no way. Yeah, well, and that'd be another thing. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, what language would it be when it would pop up, like, on your forehead or skin? You'd have to download, like, the language packs so you could talk another language. <laughs> I got Rosetta Stone coming in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, you really shook me with that one, man. Yeah. It's just, a crazy uh, thing to think about. Yeah. And then, you know, I can barely tie my fucking shoes, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it happens to the best of us, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I... I don't know. I'm sure there's some. I don't know. That's yeah, it's crazy to think about. But um, you, you know, you, at the start of that, you said Dexter's Laboratory, and um, the other day I saw a clip of the Grim Adventures of Billy and Man Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Oh yeah. And I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I'm old, but like, I don't feel like any cartoon does what like those old cartoons did oh no not even close grim adventures of billy and mandy might have been one of the funniest shows i watched growing up oh they're so good it's so good the clip that i saw that made me laugh and it's going to be hard to just describe with my voice but maybe you'll remember it billy's like trying to sneak into this house and he like raises yeah. this window he opens a window so that he can just walk in without having to break the glass and then he jumps <laughs> jumps through the glass anyway, even though there was a clear opening for him to just walk in. But uh, that's all it was. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Just, and I think the caption was like, Billy really was the dumbest character ever. Oh, yeah. He yeah. for sure was. <laughs> I always think about a clip um, where Billy finds, it's like all these hourglass, 
and it's like everybody's like life, you know. Oh like, yeah. Once the hourglass runs out, they die. And he's like looking through, and he's like, "Oh look, here's my dad's," and he's like, "Oh, it's about it's about out," and he he <laughs> takes it. <laughs> And flips it over, and it like cuts yes. to his dad, who's like choking on like a chicken bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like he just like reverts backward, like goes backwards, and like the chicken bone like comes out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember like, like I remember watching that, like thinking it was funny, and then getting older and remembering that and being like, wow, that was some dark shit. But that yeah, was that hilarious. Show, <laughs> yeah, that show was pretty dark, but very, very funny. Yeah, man, I don't know. Those just those old cartoons, just hysterical. So good. I used to. I mean, SpongeBob is like king of cartoons for me. Hard to beat. Um, I used to watch like Fairly Odd Parents, though. I loved that one too. Yeah. Just because I thought it was so cool that, like, you know, the universe, like, this kid has a crappy life in the universe. It's like, oh, here's two fairy godparents who just yeah. grant you basically any wish you want. It's like, that's awesome, actually. I wish that would happen to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I distinctly, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot more, but, like, the cartoons I remember the most from my childhood, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, for sure, um, Fairly Odd Parents, SpongeBob. Uh, Codename Kids Next Door. Ooh, yes. I feel like that one doesn't get as much credit as it should. That was a good one. I forgot about that. Um, and like I said, I'm sure there's some other ones, but those are the, those are the four. Like when I think of cartoons growing up, those are the four that jumped to me right away. Little Ed, Ed and Eddie action. Yeah, there's another one. immediately. Uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Yes. I like to imagine that somebody listening right now that's like the same age as us is just getting their mind, like the nostalgia is just flooding them right now. They're going to be overcome with nostalgia and they're going to pass out. Yeah, I remember <laughs> similar similar to what you were saying about Fairly Odd Parents. You thought it was so cool, that like universe kind of, you know, kid has a crappy life. Here's some Fairly Odd Parents. I remember, uh, I didn't really have an imaginary friend growing up, but this idea of like, there was like this foster home of all these imaginary friends that get created. I just thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, that's super cool. I'm like, I don't know. That show was just so good. Chalk Zone? Oh my God, Chalk Zone. Being the being the son of a teacher, I really wanted Chalk Zone to exist. Oh, me too, dude. Like I would write on a chalkboard and then erase it and then just picture that thing going out yeah. of the Chalk zone world and oh man, so many good cartoons. Cat dogs, you ever watch Cat Dog? Oh, dude, I was literally just about to say Cat Dog. <laughs> that cat dog, cat dog, yeah. Alone in the world with a little cat dog. <laughs> hey, hey, Arnold. Hey, Arnold's another one. Oh yes, football head. The ball head. <laughs> Man. I, we could just go down this rabbit hole forever, but yeah, dude. Cartoons, I don't know, they're just not the same as they once were, in my opinion. And I actually, I don't know, I feel like cartoons just aren't as prominent anymore. Yeah, I feel like there's more live action stuff. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, and I mean, that started kind of happening when we were growing up, you know, like Drake and Josh, iCarly, yeah. all of those shows. Zoe 101. I remember that show. <laughs> Ned's she got Declassified School didn't... Survival Guide. Do what? Didn't. I think Zoe from Did Zoe we... 101. What's her name? Uh, we... Her name is uh, Britney Spears' little sister, Jamie Lynn Spears. And I don't think we should Jamie. go down this rabbit hole of the Spears well, no, family. Just, just, well, just, just let me... <laughs> I, I I remember there being a rumor that they had to stop that because she got pregnant. Yeah, and I remember as a kid, I was like, "Well, she's like fifteen. What's good? yeah?" And then yeah. I my little mind couldn't comprehend that. Yeah, that she was totally. actually probably a lot older, just playing a yeah, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember that rumor as well, and I remember being in the same boat of like, how is she pregnant? She's like 14. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, looking back, it's like, no, she was probably like 20. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. She's part of, part of growing up, I guess, but yeah, I just, I don't know, I miss, I miss the good cartoons. I do too, man. I still watch, like, I have YouTube TV, and I'll be looking through channels. Sometimes I'll see SpongeBob's on. I'll flip that shit on, dude. I love SpongeBob still to this day. SpongeBob does slap. SpongeBob's very good. It's just so funny. Like, like, there's adult jokes in it. There's, you know, just dumb, stupid, like, jokes mm-hmm. that are, like, ageless. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So well, I good. mean, I, if I've said it, I don't know. I've said it before about, like, The Simpsons and stuff like that. There's a reason why those shows last so long. I mean, they're good. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, they're not just staying around to stay around. Like, they're they're consistently performing. So. Oh, man, I'm sorry to run off, but uh, we're going to be back out here next Monday talking on the porch again. So, if you're interested, come on back and join us. <laughs>